North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hey, hey. It's that time. It's Dr. Lowe coming at you once again for another episode of the Dr. Lowe radio show. Thank you so much for joining me, for hanging out with me on the airwaves. I'm bobbing my head over here to my beat. I love having intro music. It's the best. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you are coming back for more, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for the reviews over on iTunes. I love the love. Love it, love it. If you haven't left me a review yet, get your butt over to iTunes, leave me a five-star review, and let everybody know that you love the show, what you love about it, and also if you have anything specific you've learned, any health turnarounds, any uh, progress you've made, I'd love to hear about that, of how you are empowering yourself, how you are being a beacon of health and inspiration in your own life, because it's more than just what you're getting out of it, it's what can you spread, what can you do to help others and to carry on this message to other people. That's what it's all about. I've been in my vision board vibe lately. I am collecting pictures and magazine, you know, photos and printing out photos from um, Instagram and Google and Etsy and Pinterest, all these cool places to get inspiration. And if you guys haven't done a vision board yet, it is the coolest thing. I think this is probably my third or fourth vision board now. And I didn't do a vision board this year, and I have to say I noticed a difference not doing it. Even though I had things I was marinating on, things I wanted to create for my year that still happened, I still think that having that stake in the sand, like, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm envisioning out of my year, my intention, I think it's really powerful. So I'm excited to get that done. Um, And my goal is to have it done before the first of the year, because I think starting your year off with a bang is really powerful. Um, I'm sharing my little updates over on Snapchat. You can follow me over there. Healthy Low is my name, Healthy L-O, one word. And then over on Instagram at Healthy Low as well. Um, So I'll make sure to post a picture of my vision board when I'm done. And I would love if you guys can send me pictures of yours. So send me over a, a message on Snapchat or on Instagram. I'd love to see that. And we can inspire each other to really just dream big and come from a place of excitement and inspiration and, and, and leave the fear-based mentality aside. Maybe put on some Tony Robbins. That's what I was doing. I was playing some Tony Robbins yesterday and just getting in my inspiration vibe. I was drinking some Organifi, which is my official show sponsor. Really excited to finally have something I really believe in that I want to share with you guys. And that is my favorite greens drink ever. I actually just bought a a juicer the other day, and I swear it is so much work (laughs) cutting everything up and putting it all in there and juicing it, and then you got to clean the thing. So 
I know it's not going to be something I'm going to do daily, but Organifi is something I have been doing consistently daily and I love it. And of course I put it in a wine glass and make it even more fabulous. Cause why wouldn't you put it in a wine glass if you have the option, right? So um, head over to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And you can enter Dr. Lowe at checkout, D-R-L-O. It's exclusive only for my listeners. You get 20% off your juice. And what I do is I just get that thing on auto ship. So when I start to get low, it's not a big deal. It's already on my doorstep and I'm continuing to get that green drink every single day. And that consistency is what it's all about. So highly recommend them. Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Enter Dr. Lowe at checkout, D-R-L-O. That is the discount code for 20% off. Let's jump into the meat and potatoes of the show. We're talking all about meditation tonight. I am obsessed with meditation and I actually hated it for a long time. Just like my yoga show I did a few weeks back. I hated yoga. The two things I really needed the most, yoga and meditation. And I have consistently been doing that in my routine now. And I swear it is making a world of difference. So really, really happy to bring my guest on the show. I met her a few weeks, a few weeks, a few years ago now and knew that I had to have her on. So I made it happen. Um, so I'll bring her on in just a sec. And also, guys, if you are more on the health tip and you're wanting to look into things for yourself, maybe get some testing done, maybe you need some guidance when it comes to supplements or nutrition, or maybe you want to look into hormones or digestive testing, all that stuff, I'm happy to work with you. We have a whole team of doctors at Shine Natural Medicine. You can check us out, shinenaturalmedicine.com, and we work with patients locally here in Southern California. Uh, or all over the country via phone and Skype. So give us a call and we'd be happy to work with you and get you to that next level. All right, let's jump into the show. All right, welcome back to the show, guys. We have a really special guest. I know I always say that, but really for her, she's really, really special. This is a friend of mine who I got to meet a couple of years ago. We had the pleasure of meeting each other on a cruise and got to hang afterwards. It was this entrepreneur cruise called Summit at Sea. It was so much fun and really got a chance to connect. And I just think, think she's so interesting and so um, just, just really relaxing to be around. And I just love her vibe. And I knew that so much of what she knows about and, and just her presence, I wanted to bring her on the show. So we have Naomi Wright on the show tonight, and she is an international Vedic meditation teacher. So this is going to be a new, a new topic for many of you guys. I didn't know about Vedic meditation at all. So it's, it's really fun to dive into something new. She's also a life consultant and a mot- motivational speaker, and she has her own personal story of what brought her into this world. So we'll hear it from her, but basically she had burnout from stress. And I know a lot of us can really relate to this as stress is such a huge issue for so many of us in our lives. And, and so she was able to find a lot of balance of helping to heal her body up, dealing with all this stuff. And, and she has some great tips of how to bring in this mindfulness and this meditation practice in the midst of a life that could be quite stressful and how to bring some balance into that. Uh, Naomi is trained extensively um, in the UK, USA, and India by many of the world leaders in the fields of meditation, consciousness, and cognitive science. And she also consults individuals and organizations on how to fulfill our greatest potential by harnessing the true capability of our mind, body, and soul. And she combines her background in the consulting in, in um, Western psychology, also with her deep knowledge of ancient Eastern philosophy. And she's really passionate about making these really profound, but also simple tools and techniques accessible to people and how to thrive in our busy modern day lives. She lives in 
London currently, but she does travel a lot and she teaches internationally. She hosts meditation courses and retreats with her private practice called Be Elemental. And she is on a mission to empower others to live life with less stress and attain greater levels of success in all areas of their life. So Naomi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome to Dr. Lowe Show. Oh, thank you so much, Lauren. It's such a pleasure to be joining you today and to be sharing the wonderful benefits of meditation with your listeners. Well, first off, your voice in and of itself is like just doing meditation. I mean, I could probably just <laughs> listen to you talk and I feel like I'm in a meditative trance. Uh, so where, tell us a little bit more of your, your story, where you're from, a little bit of your background. Yeah, sure. And actually, quite a lot of people say that to me. They're like, oh, your voice is just so relaxing. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't always that way. I, um, as you quite rightly introduced me, you know, I was from a very corporate consulting background. I was a very highly strong character and uh, suffered a lot from anxiety and stress and, you know, suffered a lot from digestive disorders. And I had, you know, a case of burnout. Um, it got to the point my, you know, work work hard, um, play life, you know, it just got, it got too much. And I was struggling and I decided that life had to be more than this and I I left the corporate world and I left the city and I went in search of the knowledge and the wisdom to help empower myself live with greater energy and positivity and balance again and this journey took me around the world and I had the fortune of um, meeting some great masters and teachers along the way that helped me guided myself back to my own self-healing journey first and foremost and this then led me down the path that once I started to discover the tools and techniques that was you know really empowering my health and well-being that I was like I want to be able to share this with others I know so many people suffering from stress back in the city that back in London and you know cities all around the world and I was like I really want to be able to share these profound techniques that yeah they were you know very much grounded in ancient wisdom, but they're very practical for modern day busy lives. That's huge is that it's something that we can actually practice in our day to day because the reality is we're probably not all going to go and live in a monastery and, you know, live the life of a monk. And so bringing these principles into real life is, is really key. So love it. Yeah, exactly that Lauren, you know, Vedic meditation is a technique for thriving in modern day life it's not based on monastic practices it's not about going meditation up in mountains and you know it's all very well finding that calm you know when we're in very serene environments but you know our daily lives are 24 7 connectivity highly demanding lifestyles is demanding something that we can take on the road you know in yeah. you know so we can do in a short amount of time that we can do anywhere and we don't have to be you know burning candles and mm-hmm. and have sort of white muslin and you know change our names you know this is something <laughs> very you know, relevant for thriving in our busy everyday lives yeah how how is vedic meditation unique from other forms of meditation is is it is there something that's different about it yeah so vedic meditation um literally means the Vedic means from the Veda. Now, this is a body of knowledge that encompasses philosophy from yoga, meditation, Ayurveda. And it's an ancient philosophy that's over 5,000 years old. 
Um, but its roots, um, although based in India, have so much relevance for us thriving in our modern day lives. And meditation, in terms of Vedic meditation, means to sit with the eyes closed comfortably for 20 minutes twice a day and to naturally and spontaneously, without any concentration or control, de-excite the mind to its simplest form of awareness so that we actually slip beyond thought. So we go beyond, you know, that surface layer. Our minds are constantly thinking from one thing to the next, you know, that constant busy chatter that we're all so familiar with. And we start to settle that mind down to its subtler, more finer, fainter layers of the mind so that we actually experience something called pure awareness and this is what is different to other types of meditation we're taking ourselves beyond the surface layer of thinking beyond concentrating or controlling the mind and actually letting it spontaneously and without effort um, settle down into these least excited states of the mind and actually to you know to everyday people we think oh my gosh that must be so difficult you know I'm just so busy and my mind is so busy I can't even imagine a time where my mind is going to stop for a second let alone a couple of minutes let alone 20 minutes mm-hmm. um, and this is how Vedic meditation is different because we give you a tool we give you a technique and that's called a mantra in Vedic meditation and mantra in Sanskrit literally means mind vehicle it's like putting in uh, going into a taxi or into your car and putting it to sat nav okay i want to go from busy surface layer thinking of the mind to experiencing the deep quiet layers of my mind you know the bottom of the ocean where it's quiet and it's still and in order to go from a to b we use the mantra we use this vehicle that is so highly efficient and designed to de-excite the mind to those subtler layers of the mind and it's the mantra that does all the work so that you don't have to you don't have to sit there battling your thoughts um which is actually what a lot of people do experience with meditation that's why they often fall off the wagon because they're like oh my gosh it's just so hard (laughs) Um, And this is really how Vedic meditation is different because we learn to de-excite the mind. And when we learn to do that, the body then falls into a really profound state of rest. And Vedic meditation in science has been shown to rest the body six to five to five, sorry, to six times deeper than our deepest point in sleep. So when one of our most common problems in our modern day society is that stress response, that hyperactivity, feeling very fatigued and low on energy. Rest, deep rest, is one of the best ways that we can start to reverse the negative signs of stress. Mm. And I can say as, as a physician, pretty much any condition that we could talk about on the show can benefit from a, an, a, a practice like this, of getting more into those deeper parts of relaxation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know so many of you guys listening, you dealing with adrenal stress, dealing with thyroid problems, maybe autoimmune disease, maybe digestive disorders. These are really common topics we talk about on the show, maybe mm-hmm. sleep problems or mood issues. I mean, all of these, all of these kinds of health problems are oftentimes affected by stress and Mm -hmm. physiological effects of stress. So I could see this being very, very beneficial to help to really heal and getting to the root of, of the problem. Exactly. And it was why I turned to it 
first and foremost was for stress release and to deal with these neck I was experiencing you know hormone problems fertility problems digestive problems and the root cause of that was just extreme stress we're so used to being in this constant state of fight and flight our sympathetic nervous systems are always in constant arousals you know state and we need to learn to engage that healing that rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system which is what Vedic meditation is so effective at being able to engage and it's quick you know we're talking about 20 minute sessions here but within the first five minutes we see a drop in you know oxygen consumption we start to see the stress hormones start to decrease within the body Mm -hmm. we see opposite to the stress response the body starts doing the opposite and it starts to then go into this deep state of healing and regeneration and it's backed up with so many scientific studies it's really interesting having come from a psychological background you know i'm fascinated with the brain functioning the neurological benefits the physiological benefits and like you say so many of our 21st century diseases are rooted in stress so if we can start to negate the actual stress response at the root cause you could you know it's just natural to see what the benefits are um across mind body and soul you know through our mental capabilities um and our cognitive function um through to you know decreasing in blood pressure increasing our digestive efficiency um normalization of endocrine system and you know other things like you know on the more spiritual level in terms of being able to tune in more to our intuition and our levels of compassion and love and a lot of these things are all blocked by stress you know we a lot of us feel like we're not functioning at the best that we can be and stress has this you know horrible negating impact that it makes us feel less capable of what we really feel in our deep hearts we're able to be able to achieve Mm-hmm. Let's talk about these, these mantras you're talking about. So what do these mantras look like and, and how do we get a mantra? Yeah, so the mantra isn't based on um, any intended meaning, because if I gave you something to think about that had a meaning, it's going to keep you on the surface layer of thought, which if you remember is what we'd want to kind of get past. Mm-hmm. So actually, I give you a sound. It's all based on sound vibration. And each person that comes to me, or you go to any Vedic meditation teacher, and there's lots of us around the world, and they will give you um, your own unique mantra or sound, and they match it to your own physiological makeup. So that sound is going to really resonate with your consciousness, and it's going to really resonate with you to be able to take you into that deep state of rest and relaxation. And that's what ultimately what we're trained for many years, you know, along with any other, lots of other things, to be able to give the right mantras to the right people, to be able to elicit this response correctly within the physiology and once I give you correct instruction to be able to use your mantra you will find that it's all based you'll find that it's very easy and effortless and it requires no concentration and it's spontaneous to be able to take us from those surface layer busy layers of the mind to those deep states of relaxation Mm. I love that I want that now (laughs) (laughs) I love it and um, talking about more of the health effects, like you mentioned, helping to regulate the endocrine system, helping to lower blood pressure, helping to improve digestion. I mean, it's something we talked about on the show is that stress in and of itself can literally turn off your digestion. So if you're someone mm-hmm. listening who's dealing with maybe constipation or you're dealing with bloating or gas or even diarrhea, 
um, you know, abdominal pain and digestion, all these things. I mean, helping to regulate that parasympathetic nervous response, which is that rest or digest mode, it's, it has the name for a reason, is a big part of helping to heal this system. If you're mm-hmm. constantly in this fight or flight response, your digestion is turned off. Your body does not care about digesting your food when it's trying to get the hell away from a tiger or a perceived tiger that is in your, in your vicinity. You know, it could be as simple as you just being in a, a very stressful thought pattern. You know, I mean, we, we have these different cues that we're exposed to throughout the day. It could be, you know, opening up your email or maybe it's going in, in your car and being in, in rush hour traffic. These, these different environments can have this, you know, this reminder of, of being stressed. And so helping to kind of stop that in its tracks and create different patterns is, is one of the most powerful things you can do for your health. Absolutely, Lauren. And, and this is the thing about stress is that it keeps us bound to our past and preoccupied with thinking about the future because we have these ingrained habitual ways of thinking and behaving. And a lot of this has been learned since our, our childhood and we've, we've encountered many experiences in our lives. And a lot of those have engaged as a stressful reaction or response. And that gets stored within our physiology, within our memories. And they create default ways of us responding to certain situations and people. And actually a lot of that memory that we're stored is irrelevant. And it actually takes a lot of our energy and resources to keep us responding in irrelevant ways of behavior that are not actually serving us in our present moment awareness. And we call these precognitive cognitions and they're things that we, we store. And unless we actually physiologically go in and remove these impressions that we have, these stressful impressions, then they can keep us really bound and it can keep us engaged in these irrelevant stress responses. And this is why Vedic meditation is so good because we also know that the positive is that stress can be reversed. And the way that stress is reversed is by deep, profound levels of rest. So once we start to rest the body deeply, body goes brilliant. I can now start to unwind these old stressful reactions and imprints that I've been storing in my physiology and I've literally been weighing me down. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, some of my students end up saying to me, I just feel so much lighter. I feel so much clearer because they start to get rid of this backlog of stuff that they've been storing within them. And it's irrelevant and, you know, it stops us from being the biggest and brightest versions of ourselves. And it actually happens at a neurological and physiological level, which is what's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And actually in Vedic meditation, we know that having thoughts in meditation is actually a good thing. And most people think that having thoughts in meditation is a bad thing. And it's not, it's one of these, you know, it's one of these myths around meditation. It's like, you know, your brain won't go silent for a really long time. It's actually like a dance and it's an oscillation between having periods of quiet silence and then times when the mind gets pushed back up to the surface layer of thinking. And actually in Vedic meditation, having thoughts in meditation is a sign of the stress release program. And it's a, it's a sign that the body is actually normalizing and resetting itself. So actually thoughts and meditation are a really good sign. And it's a good sign that we are ultimately releasing stress, mm. um, which is what we want. We want to get rid of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about times where I feel the most insightful and where I get these aha moments and feel yeah. like I really 
accomplish something. <laughs> and it's funny yeah. because oftentimes it's in a place where I have no access to different uh, stimulants or different types of um, distractions, like in the shower, for example, or yeah. when I'm on a plane. I, these are, I swear, those two places, the shower and on a plane, are the two times <laughs> where I feel like I am so insightful and I get all these <laughs> aha moments and I get inspired, I get excited yeah. about things. And um, or maybe I get, you know, clarity around something I wasn't sure about. And what they both have in common is I don't have my phone to, to look at, my email. Yeah. I don't have things that are constantly at me. So yeah. I, I really can see how something like that could, you know, developing a meditative practice can help getting connected to your intuition, to that voice that is always there. It just yeah. is crowded out by all the noise. Exactly. And it was one of the things that I really noticed very quickly when I started to meditate was that space and that feeling to be able to connect to myself and to truly connect to myself without the noise and the distraction and create that space to be able to really go inwards. And for me, it had a massive, it had a massive implication for my life because I'd never thought I would teach and I certainly never thought I'd be, you know, an entrepreneur or anything like that, having my own business and sharing this around the world. And for me, you know, as I started to meditate more and more and created that space, I would get all these creative insights. My intuition started being a lot stronger. I started getting out of my head and into my heart space a lot more. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, like dissolving those stress things of feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough or, you know, I can't do that or, you know, the rational illogical brain yeah. and then I started to connect in that heart space and I was like no I want to do this this feels so right you know the intuition was talking to me so strongly because I started to get rid of the layers that were essentially blocking me from connecting to that on a daily basis and it's mm -hmm. so powerful mm -hmm. do you ever find that people are afraid to go into this world because they're afraid of maybe what they might learn about themselves, or maybe we're addicted to these distractions because we don't want to maybe hear what that voice might tell us. You know, are people ever afraid of that, or or can sometimes can people um, maybe go through a difficult initial process as they get more in tune to that voice? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that ultimately when we learn to make the decision to, to learn to meditate we're ultimately looking for a change like we want to change something we, we want to feel better we want to have be able to have less stress or have more creativity or be more inspired and in that normalization process to have get the benefits I always say like in order to expect and, and have new experiences and to grow we have to be able to make room for that and that means letting go of the things that aren't serving us we need to create space we need to physically like get rid of some stuff to be able to move and expand into new territory and that does require sometimes you know going through a bit of a bumpy stage of being like oh okay well maybe you know I don't need to be doing that or you know that those people really don't serve me or I maybe eating those foods really do trigger me and maybe I need to change my my food maybe you know what I eat and these aren't things to be scared of they're just life pushing you in a direction that ultimately so that you can grow and evolve into a brighter version of yourself and that's why it's so important to have the support of a teacher a trained expert who knows what the outcomes of meditation can bring and, and you know and support your students throughout that process but ultimately it's always a really positive and beautiful experience but, you know, sometimes we want to get rid of some of that sadness that we've been carrying around because we don't, we don't need that anymore. We, we're bigger than that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I think of this visual, I may have said this on the show before, I think of this visual of a a glass of water that has some dirt in it. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly moving it around and jiggling it around and taking it from one place to another, and you're always in a rush, it's, it's going to be murky because that dirt is going to be constantly circulating in the water and you're not going to be able to see anything, see through it. But as soon as you let it sit, you let it all settle, you give it some time of just having space and in stillness, it starts to settle to the bottom and then you can see through it. That's where clarity shows up. And I think that our minds are a lot like that. Having that stillness, allowing it all to settle, to see through it is, is really, really powerful. And I think a lot of truths can come from that, personal truths that we may not even know are really there. Exactly. I love that analogy. It's such a beautiful one. And it's so spot on with describing this experience. Um, and yeah, allowing that time to things to, to settle, you know, going from all that chatter to be able to settle to those deeper, silent, more um, calm layers of the ocean. We go from the choppy surface to be able to experience those deeper, quieter, calmer waters. And we, st- and we, and we bring that sense of inner contentedness and peace with us. But in order to get down there, some, you know, we have to we have to sort of pass through the some of the murky waters to be able to then experience the clarity and that's what happens is that we when we come out of meditation we bring that clarity and we bring that creativity mm-hmm. ultimately like we meditate not just for the eyes closed experience just to have like a nice 20 minutes of feeling calm and rested we meditate so that ultimately we're more dynamic and engaged in our eyes open state into our in our everyday lives that's ultimately why we're meditating you know we get it's great to have the benefits in those 20 minutes but it's about carrying those benefits through so that we're ultimately nicer healthier happier human beings to be around um and then we can have a lot more impact on those around us Yeah. How do we make this practical? So let's say you have someone listening who is in that hamster wheel of crazy life and busyness and to do's. How can, what are some simple tips to make this accessible, make it practical and actually starting to implement this in our daily routine? Yeah, it's a great question. And one of the great things about Vedic meditation, whether you learn Vedic meditation or any type of meditation, um, is to be able to A, sit comfortably. (laughs) Um, This is not about being really flexible and being able to sit in lotus position in a yoga posture. You don't need any yoga experience um, to be able to meditate. You need a seat at your desk. So like how I'm sitting right now talking to you, I'm in a chair, I'm, you know, in my office, I can sit in a chair, I can sit on my bed, I can sit on the sofa, I can sit on the bus on the way to work on a train and have the lower back supported and shut the eyes and just take start with five to 10 minutes of just calmly and simply being aware of your breath and letting your thoughts come and go. We're not about pushing the thoughts away. It's about welcoming all experience and being able to shut our eyes and take away, pull away from the sensory experience, get disconnect from our phones. Like you were saying, you know, not have that distraction you know start with five to ten minutes with the back supported just observing the breath and take it from there and I really think that you know if you're going to be doing this practice every day so like five to ten minutes every day you want to know that you're doing it correctly or that you're going to get the most benefit from it which is why I always do recommend that you if you're serious about 
go and learn from a teacher who has been trained to really know how people are going to respond and how to give you the maximum amount of results. Because if you're going to spend, say, 20 minutes a day doing it, you want to be doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be doing it wrong because then you're just wasting your time. So you want to just... You know, I'd always advise people to seek out an expert um, so that they can train you properly. But yeah, just start sitting comfortably, observing the breath. It's a it's a brilliant way to start, and then start. You know, there's some great apps out there as well these days um, that you can start doing it accessibly at home. But I would say, you know, we don't. For me, I'm like get away from technology. Let like have a break from that. a while so I would always recommend becoming self-sufficient in yourself because then once you learn it yourself you can take it anywhere anytime and you can practice you know on on demand without the need of anything else Mm -hmm. yeah and and like you said it doesn't have to be where you're in a lotus position in a meditation room on a mountain in you know (laughs) in in, India (laughs) exactly so even even if you're in your car and you want to pull over and be in a safe place, obviously. And, and maybe even if you're feeling stressed while you're on the go somewhere, taking that time and, and just get out of that stress response. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I've lost count of the amount of different places I have meditated. And it's one of the things that I always teach my students, you know, I will always, I'm you know, obviously very heavy about incorporating this into your daily life. You know, when it's 20 minutes twice a day, you know, you need to start getting a bit innovative and creative um, about where you can stop and do your meditations. And it is, it's like meditating in the car, like arriving at a party. And before you go in, you know what, I'm just going to sit in the car and meditate for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Mm. Or I meditate on my commute home from work if I get the bus or the train because it's kind of dead time and I want to wipe off the day's stress before I get home to my loved one or my children. Um, or, you know, if you've got beach, you know, you, ha- you can go and go for a stroll and sit by the beach and meditate. I mean, ultimately, that's brilliant. But, you know, we don't all have access to that. So it's about... and. Also, I can't, you don't need to have the kind of the candles and the incense and all of that. It's about kind of being robust meditators and being able to take this on the road. You know, I regularly, because I travel such a lot, meditation is great to do on the airplane. And a lot of the people that I teach travel a lot. They're very demanding lifestyles. And meditation helps to eradicate the effects of jet lag. And flying being one of the most stressful things for our bodies to experience, you know, being able to rest deeply on the plane and then being able to be fully functioning and alert when you arrive in a destination. It's a great thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what times, what does your meditation um, routine look like? Do you have certain times that you meditate? What's that look like for you? Yeah, so I um, I meditate first thing in the morning. So before I get engaged in, into my day, um, it's very easy to, once you leave the house, to then get caught up in your day. So I would always recommend that people try to do it when they first wake up. Freshen up so there's a distinction between the sleep state and the meditation state because they are two very different states. And we, I always meditate first thing in the morning. So I get up, have a shower. I do some other exercises. So I do some very gentle yoga postures, um, Surya Namaskar, which is what we call salute to the sun. And it just stretches out the whole body in a very, you know, five, 10 minutes. And then I sit down to meditate and I meditate before you eat 
before you eat breakfast so meditate before you eat any food because meditation takes you into a hypermetabolic state so as soon as you eat something that's obviously going to take you into the metabolic state so we always want to um, meditate on an empty stomach without having coffee or anything like that first meditate so i meditate for 20 minutes in the morning and then i have breakfast and go about my day and then i meditate again at about five or six in the afternoon depending on what i'm doing where i am and um, again i'll do that before my main meal in the evening and then then that takes the benefits from my meditation through for the rest of the day um so you kind of want to be doing another meditation you know halfway through your day really um so that you do carry those benefits through the rest of the day instead of doing it right at the end um, before you go to sleep. Although beneficial, sometimes it can have a very sort of energizing effect. And certainly with Vedic meditation, a lot of people do report a lot more energy and creativity and we want to carry that forward. So it's nice to meditate around four or five. I, when I first learned, I really noticed it. You know, you get that post uh, lunch kind of afternoon slump and I would always typically go for you know the espresso and the chocolate and the coffee mm-hmm. and I replaced that with my second meditation of the day and I just saw a whole different level of functioning and clarity um, and I didn't ultimately need to have that chocolate and that coffee and now I, I don't drink any caffeine now. Um, mm-hmm. I love that and I, I see that as in the morning time that's your way to have that time for yourself before yeah. you get pulled into the day and get your mind right, get your spirit right for the day. And then they, the, the later one that you do is, I, I'm sure that has a great effect of helping to just decompress maybe anything you might've gone through during the day. And um, so I could see that they have different purposes probably or different effects that they might have on you. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, you know, people sometimes report the differences in their meditations between the ones in the morning and one in the afternoon or what have you but ultimately it's all they're both going to take you into a state of really deep rest and relaxation it's greater clarity of thinking and thought so that you know in the morning it's kind of like right I'm setting myself up the day like you say you know self-care boom tick in the box like straight you know straight thing in the morning you know I get up and I do that and it sets me up for my day and you know and then later in the afternoon washing off whatever's happened in the day I mean ultimately me with long-term meditators we see that the body then releases all physiological stress you know all this accumulated stress gets released and then ultimately it's about staying on top of you know whatever stressful sensory experience you may have had during the day a you don't get you know stressed as easily and b you can recover a lot quickly so it's like if you have an experience you know that's happened in the day you then have a meditation it's like pressing the reset button and it's like fitting that stress out of the body before it can even take hold and start accumulating into something more negative Mm -hmm. um so you generally feel a lot fresher a lot lighter and a lot healthier yeah yeah. And, and also too, if, you know, if you guys listening, if you're, maybe if you don't feel as much of a motivation to meditate, maybe for yourself, if you're more of someone who is a caregiver, if you are, you know, a busy mom, who's just always giving to your husband, your kids, um, maybe you work, you know, work really hard. And if you don't feel like you have as much of a motivation to do it for yourself, you can see it as a way for you to be the best version of yourself for the people in your life or for whatever purpose you 
are connected to, whatever your why is, you know, being connected to that, that's going to be more motivating for you to do it because you really, I mean, we talk about this on the show a lot. You can get really drained by continually giving to others and not having that time for yourself. So seeing it as a way for you to be your best self and also having a kind of a bigger picture discussion around it is it's something that inspires, you know, and we're in this we're in this um, state of the world right now where it's, a lot of things are changing. A lot of things politically are very stressful for people. And, um, you know, there's a lot of violence going on, right? Especially in the U.S. I mean, I'm, by the time I post the show, it's not going to be the same day. But I've been looking at my phone today as I've been recording these episodes. And there's the, this Ohio State thing that's happened with this stabber on, on campus. And it's like we see these things and it's violence on in, in different campuses and workplaces. It's it's not an uncommon thing now, unfortunately. And so starting with ourselves of being these, these, you know, thought leaders and world changers. And, but it really does start with ourself of our own, our own state of consciousness, our own happiness, our own health and being, you know, empowered leaders in you know, what, what you said is uncertain times right now is, is just really important of having like kind of a bigger vision with this. I mean, the reality is, is if we all meditated there, there wouldn't be any war, right? There wouldn't be war because we would all be, happier and connected to who we are and, and feel, I really believe that violence comes out of a fear of, of not feeling loved. And, and it's, it's not, um, you know, this, it's a bigger discussion. So I'd love your thoughts with, with some of those things I mentioned and, you know, having this more of kind of a broader discussion. Yeah. And it's so important. And I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, the power really does lie with the individual. And when we are experiencing collectively such a lot of uncertainty, and as you say, you know, anger and violence and stress in the collective is, you know, at an all time high. And whether we consciously or unconsciously realize we're all, we're all being exposed to that and we all feel it and we feel it all individually in very different ways. And, you know, we feel anxiety and stress and and fear and anger and all of those things and ultimately they're a sign that's a sign of suffering that's going on with the individual but the thing is the good news is is that we have the power to be able to change that and collectively we can change the collective by taking an individual response to be able to empower ourselves to be able to change our state of consciousness. We actually own our only responsibility really is for our own state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And if we take responsibility for our own state of happiness, peace, joy, and our experience of bliss, then we can then have the ripple effects of that are huge. And instead of actually adding to the problem, adding more of our own stress or fear into the collective, instead we're adding peace and more happiness and into the collective. And that is way, way, way more powerful than the opposite. And actually, if there are enough individuals taking personal responsibility for their own state of consciousness, it raises the collective. And we, we send tidal waves of peace and love out into our societies, into our communities, into our families, workplaces. And then that has such a massive ripple effect. And that's actually how we mobilize really sustainable change in the collective and how we can actually feel like we're doing something to help. Because yeah. sometimes we feel quite helpless when all this stuff is going on. But really, we can change and we can be part of this equation. And the way that we can do that is by being responsible for ourselves. Mm, I love that. Naomi, I'm so grateful that you are spending your time with us and giving us 
so much of this knowledge and, and inspiration and where, where can people follow what you're up to and, and stay connected with you? Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to uh, to share meditation with your listeners. It's an absolute joy. And people can find me um, on my website, beelemental.com, so beelemental.com. And you can follow me on Instagram. And I will be, I travel a lot, so I'll be in the US in the springtime teaching. And I teach in London and you can sign up on my website for, um, I send out inspiration and knowledge and details of my courses and events. I do a lot of free intro events about meditation followed by beginners and advanced courses and retreats and meditation. So yeah, come, come and join that. I'll be launching a new website in the new year, which will have some more videos and interactive um, resources and things. So check that out in the new year. Amazing. So people listening who want some guidance in this, you, you can work with people from a distance, right? On helping to bring this into their daily life. Yeah. So I, um, I can give information about meditation and how you can get going and the tools and daily practices, because it also goes beyond just meditation. Mm-hmm. I also do a lot of holistic life, um, lifestyle and food. Um, I also am a yoga teacher and I awesome. study Ayurveda as well. So it, it goes beyond just meditating. It's also yeah. lifestyle. And those are sort of tips and things that I share online. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to learn Vedic meditation, um, I teach that face to face, which is why I travel a lot. Um, just because I, that's the most powerful way for you to be able to really be exposed to this knowledge and really know that you'll become a completely self-sufficient meditator. Mm-hmm. So actually learn with me for the four day course, although it's not, it's only 90 minutes over four days you are then completely self-sufficient for the rest of your life. So you can come back to me for more support, but ultimately you're going to have all the tools and the knowledge. So I do travel around giving those courses. So the best way to kind of stay up to date of when I'm teaching kind of in an area is just to join my mailing list because I come to the US and also teach in London and in Asia. So Amazing. I'm kind of throwing around. So um, if you're interested in learning faces, or there are Vedic meditation teachers all around the world and, um, there are various, you know, again, I can recommend people, different teachers, um, if you can't know with me. Great. Love it. Well, I am definitely planning on seeing you in the spring. So for you guys listening, if you want to do it face to face with Naomi, we can, um, you know, definitely keep in the loop on that. And maybe I'll see you guys in person. It'll be great to get some of this hands-on training from you. Yes. It will be amazing to be able to share it with you. Love it. Well, I'm giving you a big old hug and thank you again for joining us and have an awesome evening over in London. And we'll talk thank to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and keep going with the amazing work you're doing to inspire us all to live with greater levels of health and happiness. Thank you. Back at you. All right, my loves, that is our show. Don't you just want to sit and listen to her talk? just for hours. Oh, I love her voice. I love her accent. And more importantly, what she is all about and just spreading this information about how powerful meditation is. And if it's not something you've tried, give it a try. It's amazing how something so simple as just sitting in silence can be such a challenge. And the more of a challenge it is, the more of a clue that it's something that's so needed and so good for you to do. So I would love to hear the updates from you guys. Leave me a comment over on iTunes if you are trying meditation, noticing a difference with it. You can follow me over at Snapchat and Instagram. Just give me the updates on what's going on. I would love to hear more about this experience for you and what it's like. So I love you guys so, so much. And I will check you guys next week with another episode.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.